The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Papp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Mary Beth Bendis, who we weren't really anticipating for her to be in on this one today, but we feel it's appropriate because the guest we're planning today is Carrie Jones, Michaela's mom. Hi, Carrie. Hi. How are you doing today? Great. I'm happy to be back. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for joining us. It's funny, we didn't even know we were going to record today till last night, and Michaela came in and said, hmm. So, um, and Mary Beth, hello. Yours hello again. Hello, hello. So we've been chatting a bit, talking about the collaboration, the divine collaboration, and we have so much to share because what we talked about with Mary Beth is as she was going through some health challenges, allowing the patterns to expand and open up with her parents, the ways that they were unable to communicate and be present because of what they were taught in fear and basically what we as humans tend to do. Was their intention to be present and loving? Of course, that's the intention for most. So we're discussing about the collaboration and, well, Mary Beth, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit about how you felt them with you? And again, people might have been hearing about all this, how you felt that they were working with you, wanting your healing, and you also felt that you were healing them as an interactive, almost figurate of the, the energy flowing between you. You could, we literally talked about how as you went through this process of healing, you would focus on them. You could feel the love of people around you supporting you, but you could feel their love and their help in ways that they weren't engaged in when they were here in body. Is that basically it in a nutshell? That's it in a nutshell. Okay. And nutshells are very nice. They're all natural and they contain wonderful, healthy things. So... <laughs> They're just second around out there because there are a lot of kids here and Michaela's here. And when Michaela's here, there's going to be a lot of joyful conversation. And we were talking with Harry about the fact that her collaboration with Michaela and Michaela helping her with that collaboration has helped her mom open up in ways that she, she or, or rather has helped the reciprocity of affection, opening things up in ways that we might not anticipate. You see, the joyful collaboration is Mary Beth's parents were out of body when she was going through a health challenge and took the opportunity to open things up so that they could be in this parallel walk of healing together as she went through the physical healing and took that time to heal. Michaela is coming through 
and it's it's all one, it's all the light. But you've been asking her to help guide you to expand on understanding how it works, having access, and continuing the beautiful mother-daughter relationship that you have. And part of the discussion with Mary Beth, with her parents, helped us to understand that it's, it's interesting. It's almost like taking the hourglass and turning it upside down. The child is the one, you know, the one who came in as the granddaughter, came in and now she's out of body looking to heal the generations before her. And basically we're talking about the bit of the cheat sheet for, you know, Mary Beth's parents have been out of body for quite a while. So they're able to see and understand the patterns of their unconsciousness while they were in the physical body. But they want to talk about if there's someone here that doesn't understand and is not outside of that consciousness, they're still reacting to what they were taught. There might be things going on in the brain. The things we learn are so powerful. And it might not be the intention to not be um, a collaborator. Mary Beth's mom is saying she wants to really put out there that once they were out of body and understood how much they wanted to collaborate and help, they were driven out there to learn and expand in ways that could help them do it more swiftly. Michaela's out there in such a quick study. She's learning so fast. She's this dynamo who loves to show up at all kinds of channeling sessions to help those who are not yet great communicators. She's amazing. She is out there helping the world the way you, the way you are, Carrie, and the way all of us hope to be. But with the understanding to have compassion, we're putting out a lot, and then we'll get the discussion going. But instead of being upset that maybe a mom or a dad or a grandparent or someone doesn't have the consciousness, understanding that once they're out of body and given that opportunity, oh boy, do they want to jump on the bandwagon. So what Michaela wants to do is she's dancing with you every day and with dad, but she's sprinkling those heavenly breadcrumbs for your, for your mom to follow and for others to follow as well so that the sweetness is there and whether or not somebody opens up to that level of consciousness that happens after they go out of body, anything that we put in the back pocket, anything that we have at the back of our, our, our throat or the tip of our tongue or lingering around our heart or hanging out on our back to realize that we have some responsibility here to allow this healing, all of that goes with and accelerates the healing. So whether or not somebody can hear us in ways that we can comprehend and notice, they want us to know out there that the expansion is happening even if we can't see it in the way that we would like. So let's open up the discussion because Michaela's here. We've got a crowd. Well, I think that that is really beautifully said, the way you said all of that. And even, even in what you were saying about the breadcrumbs made me think of things I hadn't thought of before. This grief journey that I'm on and spiritual journey that I'm on because of the loss of our daughter, Michaela, in 2018, where I had this amazing, beautiful mother-daughter relationship with that I'm just so grateful for. The morning after Michaela's accident, my mom came to the house and told me not to cry. And from that day on, it was as if Michaela didn't, had never existed. And 
this caused me to have, uh, it opened up a lot of wounds, uh, eventually learning that I had a lot of healing to do over the relationship. And it was almost like a, another loss, even though my mom was still in the physical of this relationship between my mom and I that was always surfacy beforehand. But then at the losing Michaela and all of a sudden needing my mom, soft, whatever, need my mom. Um, and she was completely not available. And there, all sorts of emotions came up with that. Uh, anger, um, hurt, a lot of defensiveness. Um, and then I ended up really leaning into my relationship that was still continuing on with Michaela. And through therapy, learning to understand about this soul contract I have with my mom and how she is actually my greatest uh, teacher, I decided and and sort of came to the thought that, wow, if I want to be in this expanded awareness of love and gratitude, Nikila's continued existence, my heart has to be open. My heart has to be full of all the things that Michaela stands for and all the things that our relationship, Michaela and my relationship uh, stood stood for, uh, love and compassion and forgiveness. And I realized that even though my mom isn't available for me, that I still couldn't have the resentment and the forgiveness because that was also in my relationship, uh, collaboration with Michaela. And uh, it, after I sort of came to that thought about compassion and seeing my mom on where she is on her spiritual path and grief journey as well, because uh, my mom is 94 years old and she's lost people that she's loved in her lifetime. And so when I saw her for where she is on her soul path and where I am on mine, I could do nothing but see her through compassion. So that's a, a recent um, <laughs> that's something rather recent, just the last few months where I've really uh, come to that full um, appreciation and, and nothing but compassion for my mom, despite the, the pain. It has to be so painful when somebody you love and is in that position to really help and support you is unable to do it. And, and yet, if you take a step back, it's all about fear, and it's all about, you know, fear comes in because it, it's her inability. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to say, and there's no quick recipe that tells about the gestalt of whoever we're talking about, but when something is that painful that needs to be a, a, avoided, especially when it's somebody so close, your child, you know, she can't protect you from this pain. So maybe one tactic is to acknowledge that it just isn't there. And it's it's interesting because hearing this, I think about when people are out there and they're talking about, you know, what was their intention and what wasn't. You know, people talk about what hell is, and I've never seen anything hellish that, you know, we see in, you know, what we've been taught that it is. They say hell out there is looking at a life review and not knowing why you didn't hug or not knowing why. And everything that you and Michaela, Michaela's laughing, everything you're doing to open her up isn't to bring her to a place of grief because she's not connected to the grief. 
but to allow her to open up so that she won't be shot when she looks at a life review, seeing her not being available. And I think your compassion is about wanting to take care of her soul, even though you're, you know you're not going to get what you need on the earth plane, but isn't divine love and collaboration beyond what you might need? And Michaela's saying that the two of you together are working on not being hurt, not being angry, but looking at her where she is. And Michaela's holding your hand in that love, in that shared wanting to give so that she understands. There's no hatred. There's no, you know, it isn't about that at all. It's about compassion. But now, you know, where I channel so much, and again, it isn't like I have to remember people's individual stuff, but when I watch somebody turning away or doing something like that, you know, sure, there's a knee-jerk reaction. Hey, you know, open up and be nice and share. But way beyond that is the, oh my God, they're going to have a tough time when they see this. And we love each other. We want to help. Even if even if she can't deliver, you and Michaela are wanting to deliver to her something that will ease her as she expands her consciousness. Does that make sense? Well, it does. And it was something that I understood that phrase, hurt people, hurt people. And, you know, I understood that it wasn't, um, I had to step outside myself. It wasn't something she was doing to me. Actually, I felt sympathy for her because she wasn't able to have a type of a beautiful relationship with me that I was able to have with Michaela and continue to have with Michaela. And because our relationship was so strong and I do believe in her continued existence and we continue to have our relationship is growing and it's even more beautiful and more it's closer. And because there's so much love there, I have nothing but love for my mom. And I feel that she, you know, I, I have thought about how she will feel when she looks back. And I, and I really truly believe that she will see that she did the best that she could with what she was handed and what she was working with. Um, you know, where, where she came from and how she was raised and the trauma that she had in her, in her lifetime. And that, that she, I do truly believe she is doing the best she can. And when I see it that way, I have nothing but love for her, that she is truly doing the best she can. And it's not that she doesn't tell me that she, she does tell me she loves me and appreciates me. It's just that it's a, a relationship that isn't able to have a connection or um, any depth to it uh, because she just is incapable of allowing her heart to be open. And I'm so grateful that she showed me that because it, I'm able to have my heart fully open um, in contrast to what I have witnessed with her. Michaela has something really magnificent to say, and Mary Beth is here too, if you'd like to jump in. Michaela is talking about the love and the expansion and the understanding. And she says it's really fascinating how you're holding your mom here on earth in this space of love and expansion before she gets it. And isn't that it's almost like you're allowing her to be on this conveyor belt going forward because you're holding that space. Now, Mary Beth, her parents did not crack open while they were here. They both went out of body. And she now has a very different relationship with them, understanding how much, you know, having the consciousness with everything they learned out there, 
how much they want to help and support. And we talked about um, in our episode about going through a really tough health challenge, how they were there to expand and love and let go of old patterns. It's interesting how Mary Beth is here on the physical plane, holding that space for them and allowing the reality of their growth while you're doing it for your mom, while she's still here before she's having the revelation. And there's something to add to it, just to stir the pot, Michaela says. When you talked about forgiveness, she says, of course, there were things to forgive her about as well. And she says she thinks allowing her to grow and getting over, you know, the, the kind of young kid stuff that, you know, and again, young adult stuff, the stubbornness or the ego and things that were going on, your relationship is so far beyond that. And because you're able to love each other so fully without holding any of that, you know, whatever, any of that against her, she's she's already agreed with so many things, but it isn't even the agreement. It's the collaboration and the love. And she feels that that's helped allow you to look at your mother as fallible, as in the body and and almost like, what are those little like bumper cars that hit against the wall and then they turn and go in and, oh, if you put on one of those vacuum things that goes and it hits a wall and it turns and goes somewhere else, the cats like to sit on them, or so I'm told. Um, there's, there's a little bit of a bumper thing going on where you're learning and growing, but there's something so expansive about literally holding that space. We talk about it, holding that space for our loved ones out of body who are trying to get through holding that space for someone in body like your mom. And, you know, I forget who it was, whether it was the Dalai Lama or Titnatan or somebody who said that, oh, I don't think it was Titnatan, but at any rate, maybe some of you have heard this out there, that when you carry a grudge, it's like, you know, or, or anger, you're punishing yourself for somebody else's. If, if those are our parents, those, that's how we learn, that's how we grow. And, and I'm still trying to, like everyone else, unravel that, unpack that and understand it. The magnificence here is having a clear idea of, of seeing your collaboration with Michaela, letting go of the things you might have bumped heads about, because that's not, yeah, again, that could be stuck in a moment. That's head stuff. That's not where she is now, where you are now. It's all about full collaboration. And isn't it magnificent that like an alchemist, you've taken this, I'm getting the wave, that feeling that you can turn, you can pivot and beam that to your mom, again, not with an expectation of anything in return, but just knowing that that energy does change her. And Michaela says, you're helping me because, hey, mom, she's going to get here soon, you know? And she's saying, you know, I'm just going to shake my finger in her face, and then I'm going to laugh and open my arms wide, and she will melt. And you know why her melting will be so quick? And I'll help her through her life review because it's not her intention. Her gut is so tied up. And it's interesting because she was not a nurturer, and I got the feeling it's really interesting because I, I share that I get physical manifestations of what a lot of these things are, and I just got the feeling of lactation, the letdown when, when you're producing milk. Don't worry, I'm not doing that at my ripe old age of what I am, but they use it as a quick way to show that she's coming into a place of learning how to nurture others because you're teaching her that she can be nurtured and loved unconditionally, because you're not looking for anything. Your life experience has taught you that you don't need the disappointment, and if you're going to love her compassionately, 
it can't be with an expectation of something you need. And you've grown into that, Michaela says, with your love for her. Because as you expanded the relationship with Michaela, she's saying you didn't know you were going to get returns the way you did. The signs and the, I mean, you're living in the present with her, with manifestations coming in and your heart's expanding and you're dancing together. When you turned your face towards her, I, I remember you came to a group that that I was in and you were, we were exploring all of these things. And at that time, it's like, well, I, I just want to hear from her. It was it was just that bond, that need. And then so much opened up. And she says, welcome to my world. We can live this. We can use these. She says, they're like vanity projects, these body of ours. We have to keep them good looking and buffed and we fix our hair. But we need to realize that it's a vehicle where we can literally do so much and accelerate. And that's one thing Mary Beth talked about. We might want to have Mary Beth talk about that. When you're in body manifesting and going through whatever it is you're going through and collaborating with them, isn't it amazing how they can help us heal here? We can help them heal there. But what, we, what you're doing with Michaela, you're able to help your mom here. So it's so intertwined and so beautiful. Uh, I was just going to add one little thing to that, and that is that not only am I able to forgive my mom and drop any uh, resentment or defensiveness or, you know, hurt over is that it allowed me to see that I had to also forgive myself for things. And I had to also um, be more gentle with my own heart that it, Michaela's shown me so much that it's, it's literally all about love, everything. Every lesson we learned, it's all about love. And if we just lean into that love, there is no space for all of those others. And I'm not saying that you don't do the healing. I've done a lot of work on myself to get to this place that I am with my mom and also with Michaela with respect to being joyful about our relationship that we have now on the other side versus whether she was here in the physical. But just uh, it's all about love. So there can't be any, um, I don't want to use the word negativity, but there can't be any of those hurtful, defensive things. I have to see my mom with love and, and fortunately, Shortly after I realized that it all was uh, had to encompass love, it was actually very easy and um, for the compassion. And now I I can kind of laugh when something's said to me, or if I mention Michaela's name and my mom pretends she didn't hear me, um, that I can almost kind of laugh about it. It's like, okay, I see where you are. You're just showing me, you know, where you are right now, and. And then I just can tell Michaela myself, okay, well, I thought it was really cool what I'm talking about with respect to whatever I was sharing about Michaela. So, yeah, I think that there was also a lot of work that I needed to do on myself that Michaela collaborated with. I was just going to say exactly that. She collaborated with you so that you could understand it on this level and not get frustrated about your mom not going to whatever place you might have felt you could have used the help with and understanding it was her own trajectory, and yet being persistent because it isn't like you have to be nagging her about it or bringing it up, or, you know, but just your reality and allowing her to have some of that. It's amazing that you have the open-heartedness, Michaela is saying, to offer that love. And it's interesting because Mary Beth's parents are right here and they're saying, 
considering the job they did, and her father is saying, well, I was at least a lot more charming about it. Um, he's, he's pretty funny, but he's really grateful, and her mom too, that Mary Beth had very different circumstances, but had the open-heartedness and the intention to allow them in and have an exchange where she could feel who they are now. And you're allowing, you see the collaboration with Michaela, Michaela saying, you let me grow with you. Um, there's a young man who just showed up and he's a friend of our daughter, Sarah's. And very unfortunately, um, he was, he was murdered by a stranger. He was out of town and, um, and, and, he he was stabbed, and not to be gory or not to, you know, so I was channeling him for Sarah, and Sarah can feel him, and and he was joking around, and she just, he want, she wanted to know, please tell me it didn't hurt, please tell me, you know, was it okay? And he just looked at me and said, permission to be irreverent, and he joked around about how, you know, he made some reference to, you know, oh, are you referring to my chest? And, you know, they, like high school kids are, you know, like a joke. And it was pretty clean, but it was pretty funny. Oh, you mean here? And, you you know, and he, he thanked her after for allowing him to joke with her in a manner that he's around his parents all the time, but he can't joke that way. They can't hear that. Things are not funny, you know. But the fact that he could, see, see, Michaela asked me to bring this up, not so much about getting the details right about that, but they want to share with you things that they want to let you know, like their sense of humor, or to be on the page with them now, who they were then, but also this kid's sense of humor, which is still intact, but also, and again, he looked at me and asked us, is it okay to play around? But the need to be known from out there. So I'm told that Michaela has no problem with you because you're knowing her as she expands and as she morphs and changes and you're going on the ride together and it's this continual just expansion. Mary Beth's parents are thanking her for allowing her to be open to allow them to come in and be part of the parallel walk of healing. And it's only through this unconditional love and the letting go of what's in our heads that everyone got wrong, including ourselves. Because, you know, it's come through many times, even, you know, so many concepts that we don't like, you know, that separate people or that we don't like this person, we don't like that kind of person. It initially comes from somebody, a parent or somebody that a kid would look up to talking about it. And that kid is trying to just get the pat on the head and, and be included and doesn't understand that it goes against their gut and, and the whole expansiveness of, of the real, what we're, what we're in and who we, how we're all connected. So even our separation sometimes is driven for us for the quest for love and acceptance. We have to allow ourselves to know that so that we can forgive ourselves. But as we forgive other people, we have to forgive ourselves. And that's when Michaela says basically this birthright that she continues to have her mother and her father quite consciously and interactively in her life is what our evolution is coming to. And it isn't that we take lightly coming and going. We, we want what we want, of course. However, they're teaching us that the collaboration is there for everyone. And I'm told that you and Mary Beth and how it came about for her and all of us that are expanding the consciousness and that energy it's collaborative, it's authentic, it's expansive, and it's contagious. And what's contagious? Joy. 
and and sometimes we talk about when we're dancing in that space, like I'll start laughing and not because something is funny, but because it's so joyful that I can't be contained. And we're talking about that feeling. It's interesting because the parallels on feeling and hearing are so similar how to help the parents, and it's by opening our hearts to them. How to help the kids by collaborating and open up, opening up our hearts. Aren't we so amazingly, oh no, I have to repeat what Michaela says, and she says she'll be appropriate for the prod, podcast. She just called it a podcast because she's trying to prod everybody into opening up. So from now on, it's a podcast, And... And she's just laughing and poking us. And I can't remember what it was she was going to say because she's still laughing at broadcast. There was something she was going to say. But isn't it all about joy and laughter? And I can tell you, you know, kids always know how to make their parents laugh. And as soon as their parents laugh, it, their auric field goes up and the kid can hug them in a way that the parent can feel even if their mind doesn't get it. The joyfulness, the lift. And I'm feeling Mary Beth's parents as she's sitting here too, dancing with joy over the collaboration that they wouldn't feel that way. Are they heaven bound and in there and in the light of everything? Of course. But, you know, I hear so much, heaven isn't heaven if we can't help the ones we love. And so when Mary Beth allowed the collaboration and jumped on board with it, it made them really happy. And Michaela says, mom, you never had a moment's hesitation. And again, Mary Beth is a kid, and it took a lot of growing and expanding, and her parents literally shifting and opening up on a gut level that she was able to feel and perceive. Michaela, the suddenness of her transition and the suddenness of her need to maintain that communication without a hiccup, without with as little, because her need was so great, she's hugging you all along. But it's it's the decision for that collaboration and I'm realizing, again, as above, so below, it's what we need to be doing everywhere, in body, out of body, and the doggies and the kitties and the horsies and the birdies. When we hug a dog and they absorb that grief, especially for kids who don't know where else to put it, those doggies are alchemists, and they help the kid just, again, it's, it's almost like um, a practice thing, although it's very real. It's allowing the heart to open up and feel it and include the kid in the compassion because that's what the dog is giving back. They're just saying it's all the many forms for this one. <laughs> Basically picture that figure eight on its side flowing and flowing and flowing. We are all one. And it's our evolution that this is going to be common talk and common knowledge. But right now, we're showing the psychic x-ray of what's going on with their networking and what they want us to know. And the beauty of, of Mary Beth's parents and Michaela and what's going on with their mom, it's the grand exodus, Michaela is saying, from, from the jailhouse of non-consciousness. And we're doing it together at whatever pace, and she's hugging us. But one of the most important things is respecting the pace of others even if we're hurting, even if we have needs. And then it turns out that our need and our wish is for their salvation and openness and healing more than what we need because we recognize as much as the gut contracts at somebody else's limitation or 
con- preconceived. There's there's no limit. You know, just we're there at that moment or not wanting to go on the ride with you. The reality of what you're doing and your full-on collaboration heals you and takes you away from you might be sad about that for the other person for not allowing themselves to have the richness of what you know but you're no longer begging for a need that isn't fulfilled and isn't it interesting that as you walk your mom and help her through this and of course Michaela will be helping as well it's all about the love that she's wanting to open up to allow to her own child and grandchild And this will really help her heart and whatever happened to her to shut it down. Your daughter says, don't worry, mom. When she gets to the point where she's really angry at herself and doubles over and just sometimes people wish they could just disappear. It's like you can't you can't take yourself away from life because after, you know, once you're out of the physical life continues and you can't run away from that. Once that overwhelming feeling comes in like, Oh, she says, I'll hold her and tell her she doesn't need to hold that. She can let it go because mom, you already know. And so do I. So when it comes through and Mary Beth's parents are right here and saying they, they were very happy about this. The energetic happens, even if it doesn't come to consciousness, your mom's all being held with Michaela's love and with your intention, of course, and love. So it's almost, again, this, this, rotating door and and this figure eight we're all in it together even if the mind doesn't understand it yet yeah i think that's so fascinating too and the word collaboration is really uh i'm really feeling the weight of that word and how important it is because i'm also thinking about the what we talked about before about this connection and then people are looking for signs and what have you but Within that connection of the people that you that you love, that there is this collaboration that is happening that you can allow and you can be a part of. And that collaboration is expanding on the connection. And it's I think so many people don't realize that when you someone you love is crossed over, whether it was it, you know, you were on the best of terms or you weren't on the best of terms, there's a collaboration that's going on for the greater good that is so beautiful that we're all contributing to. And actually, if there weren't some playing roles where they were holding back or or didn't know how to be in that expanded awareness, there wouldn't be the need for all of us to come together and collaborate to bring more of and shine more light on it. So I'm really fascinated with this word collaboration that I've been speaking about so often. Beautiful aspect of the grief journey. There's the connection, there's what everybody wants is the signs and synchronicities, and then there's this amazing collaboration that's happening, even if you're not aware of it. it. It's absolutely magnificent, and it's happening, like you said, whether you're aware of it or not. But as you're speaking, there's there are a couple of things that have come back um, that you've said that I think are some of the most important things that I've ever heard You've talked about that you downloaded a long time ago, that awareness of the connection is the connection. You don't have to be worry about getting it right. That's all part of it. It's happening whether you're conscious of it or not. And you said something else that every day is a choice. And you're choosing to collaborate on the gifts. You're choosing. And of course, you know, we've talked about before, there's grief on the physical plane. How can there not be? But there's a choice 
to move forward. There's a choice to collaborate. And I would think that you would have to make that choice constantly because we do live on the physical plane. Uh-huh. You know, but I, I think what happens is the reality of the collaboration becomes such an overwhelmingly real reality that it isn't like you're not grieving what you wished would be on the physical plane, but something is expanding even as you're grieving that. And it's interesting because um, I, I feel Mary Beth's parents here, they're wanting her to kind of chime in if she would like to, but Michaela just put herself in the middle and she just says, isn't it interesting that all we want to do is get through? The bottom line is to let people know we love them. And one thing that's happening is that you're allowing yourself to do that with your mom who's here in a capacity, again, it's unconditional love. It's, it's not conditional about what you're receiving or the help you're getting from her because she's unable to do that now. But the compassion you have for her becomes the intention of Michaela, the, the way of, you know, she's so grateful that you love her so beyond maybe this decision or that decision or not listening to you when she was whatever old or, you know, everyone is so beyond that. Of course, the human mind is going to go back to that. But isn't it interesting that I, I know Michaela, uh, Michaela wants me to point out that Mary Beth's dad is saying her, that their daughter's forgiveness has helped them expand in ways that they didn't understand. And that it, it's almost like you remember where I, I'm pretty old, those, um, the old really dangerous playgrounds where they had monkey bars that you could fall off onto the cement and, and there would be these giant seesaws or, you know, teeter-totter things. And and it was just this big giant, you know, wooden, wooden long thing like a popsicle stick that was in the center was on metal and you'd have one on either end going up and down. It's how we lift each other up. And it's like we're going to go up and down because we're we're in the physical, with the physical mind and sometimes with the limitations that we've been taught. But once you've been opened up, Michaela says, and um, Mary Beth is almost like group speak, Mary Beth's dad, you can't go backwards. You can go up and down, but you can't really deny the reality once it's yours. And the compassion you have for your mom when she can't open up to the reality and have this glorious relationship with her granddaughter that it would be lovely if she could, but you're holding that space for her by loving her, just the love, even if she can't return anything. And isn't isn't that how heaven and how divine and how all of it works? Oh, absolutely. And I also really take into account that in order to have this magical, amazing, beautiful relationship with Michaela, it required me to also look at myself and do some of the work that I needed to do on my part. And then also a huge part of that is was uh, extending that same love for Michaela and for myself uh, for, towards my mom. And um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> again, it's the collaboration. I don't feel like I did any of that by myself. I felt like all of that was uh, was the spirit, Michaela, helping me um, 100% showing me each each little step. And it didn't didn't just happen overnight. It, it unfolded, and it unfolded in the exact timing that needed so that 
when the day came that I could release any any hurt or resentment or um, thought about, I wish it would have been different and just extend nothing but love and compassion and enjoy the time that I do spend with, with my mom now. And, and, it, and in the hopes too, and I'll even have this in my mind when I'm spending time with her, that it will be an easy transition for her um, and that she will see how much she was loved and, and that she actually uh, contributed to a lot of my um, spiritual growth and that I did break a lot of the ancestral um, patterns that I learned growing up with the help of my mom. Like that was the role that she played. And I really appreciate her for that role. Well, Michaela says it, it takes a conscious decision to allow. Even if you're doing it unconsciously, it's still conscious. You're still choosing love. And you could be caught up in where she is now and what happens for a lot of people, including the people who go out of body. Let's say you didn't have this consciousness and she goes out of body. You could still be holding her in that place where she no longer is. And this is something that was such an expansive thing for Mary Beth finding out that, and maybe you'd want to elaborate on that, how your parents are now compared to what they were like then, incorporating that because personality-wise, yeah, there's still a whole bunch of stuff going on and, and recognizable, but having that consciousness and wanting to share it, it, it has to be, they're laughing out there. Carrie, you're holding that place for a person who's in body. Mary Beth held that place for her parents out of body. And the collaboration happened in terms of, and is happening, of course, ongoing, going through this health challenge. Do you feel that a lot of this truth resonates with what you've been through, Mary Beth? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yes, and it, it's such a gift that uh, Carrie is able to do it with her mom in body, even though her mom can't respond, right? I, I didn't have the consciousness to do that while they were still in body. Oh, your mother just waved at you and said she didn't have the consciousness to go with you, so don't worry, don't fret. <laughs> she says, don't fret. She wasn't in that place either. Right, but it brings hope. So if you think if we can use Carrie's example, it brings hope. To be able to have, to hold that space for anyone who is closed, okay. right? So in your daily going around, if you can remember, so one can remember, I'm not referring to you specifically, Carrie. If, if you, if one can remember that feeling with the one person that you do it with who you love so much, give it to the other people too who are closed who may not be anything to you. It's so important. I'm just thinking of in my own life how, you know, I it maybe part of it is being able to hear out-of-body stuff, and I've done it since I'm young, and I never wanted to block that, even though I didn't know what to make of it, and it was unfiltered when I was a kid. But I didn't know how to really have boundaries sometimes with people on the earth plane. 
and at my ripe old age of um, I'm finally learning how to have boundaries. And I've learned that, you know, if somebody isn't nice or they gaslight or their intention isn't good at that moment, and they, you know, a couple of people, you know, we have people like that. And, you know, I'm really into this place that rather than being reactive to it, this understanding of forgive them, they know not what they do, trying to see the best in them, it's holding a space for them. And I realize my own suffering over people who have hurt me, it lessens when I understand that they're just in their own unconsciousness and they're, you know, it, it isn't so personal. But I think one thing I've, I've had to learn and I think is very important is to have boundaries. And I think that's probably something that both of you ladies established with parents, you know, whether they're in body or out of body, and then revisiting that in a compassionate way to release that. I think this is where the growth is. And they're all applauding out there like, yeah, I'm not some genius. They're helping me. Believe me, they're helping. But understanding that we can go beyond that limitation in love. And what happens is now that I'm not afraid of people acting a certain way because I, I am able to hold a boundary now, I can do it with compassion. And I don't have any animosity at all. I only have compassion. And, and boy, is that freeing. Boy, oh boy, is that freeing. So I'm seeing how that's happening in the physical life, one-on-one, -on -one, just in body, without the out-of-body. You know, I also feel I'm working with my mom and releasing things she didn't, you know, I, I learned from my mom on how to not take care of these boundaries and let people do whatever. And I feel a collaboration with her as we do this with kindness. My mother would say, well, someday I'll tell them. And, you know, I watched as someday never came because she's a nurturer and didn't want to, you know, we don't like conflict. And my doing it, I hope, in a compassionate way here and there in ways that I, I, I'm understanding that what's good for me is probably good for other people, though I have no right to decide what's good for them. But it helps me release and have nothing but kindness. Isn't that something that's happening with both of you? Uh, definitely for me. I don't feel like I had any boundaries before with respect to my mom and other people. And I think that the boundaries are what allow me to hold space for those closed off people rather than trying to ever try to fix my mom. I always just felt like I wasn't doing, I, was, I wasn't doing it good enough. I needed to do something better. I needed to try harder. I needed to, you know, call more often or, you know, I, I bring more gifts. I it just, I always felt like I needed to do more. And then when I put boundaries in place, I could see her for exactly who she was and I could actually extend more love with those boundaries that were protecting my heart and that I could understand that it was okay to do what was best for my self energetically within boundaries, allow for me to have that space, to hold space for her um, being closed off and, and others and not try to people please to try to fix things. Yeah, the boundaries are huge. The, the boundaries are huge. What I'm feeling is that putting the boundaries in place allows the love to go out because we want to love. We just don't want to get, continue to get hurt. We want to put the love out there and not get batted over the head. And, and by putting that boundary where they can't bat us over the head, whether they're in body or out of body, is or, or our memory of them, they might not want to be wanting to do that out of body, but by setting up that boundary where we feel protected, it allows our love to flow unencumbered. How, how do you look at that, Mary Beth? Because it's so interesting having this conversation because it's all one conversation. 
Did you find as you were going through the collaboration how this changed how you felt about them? Yes. So, so much of this is similar in terms of the expansion that when we think that we're kind of pulling back and holding a boundary, isn't it amazing that when we realize there are some doors we have to, of course, leave ajar, but at least be safe, we allow ourselves, again, the safety of our love to flow without worrying about the reciprocity, but of course we want that love. How, how did that feel for you in terms of the collaboration, Mary Beth, with what went on in your life beforehand, and then what was happening as you could feel them parenting you? out of body while you were going through a health challenge? Well, there was the shift, and I think Carrie described what she's just been going through now exactly the same way as I felt it when I was going through it, uh, when I was in treatment and open to the collaboration. So there's a, a shift in the love. There's a shift in the how much you love, <laughs> right? So it opens up because now... You understand they're in a different place. In my case, they were in a different place and could see more. Um, I don't know if you remember, Marilyn, for a long time, even out of body, when, when I was with you and, and you were channeling my parents, my mother would be holding back because she felt she had a lot to do out of body to catch up. Sometimes our loved ones out there will look at a life review and not want to reach out fully because they don't want to hurt us. And sometimes there's recognition that whatever patterns they perpetuated, they saw in their parents or whoever was pouring in their influence to them. And it was everything they didn't want to do. And yet, you know, we end up carrying some of that and there's shame involved and wanting to be better than the pattern. But as soon as that recognition happens and they're jumping up and down out there, and Michaela says, it's all about when you recognize the connection, it is the connection. As soon as Mary Beth, your parents recognized the connection, that need, that wanting to, when they saw what it was in their behavior, all they wanted to do was burst through it and be there and help. Sometimes somebody has been through so much, like, like your mom, in terms of pulling back, in terms of her consciousness. She didn't know how to be fully conscious comfortably within herself, that she'll still have that feeling of, you know, even when she was here, she had this feeling of lacking confidence and feeling like if she got too close, she might harm you. It's the reversal of the Midas touch. And I've channeled for that for people who have held back, not because they didn't want to bond. Oh, God, they wanted these children. They love these children. And then they were afraid to touch them because of whatever's going on inside them, self-esteem, what's happened to them, if they've been tampered with in some way, the patterning. And sometimes people will resist, parents even, will resist, give, resist giving all the love they want to because something is inside them holding it back with a good intention that they're not conscious of. And, and what happens, you don't get everything that they're wanting to give. And once you're out of body and can see that, and that's why Michaela wants to say, Mom, when I looked at a life review, I was thinking, oh, man, they're going to be mad at me. And you know what? No, 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 because 
You're collaborating now. You're not holding her in a place where she's outgrown it. And this is one thing we talk about so much. We remember it. We process it. Yeah, there are repercussions. Yeah, we want to be accountable. But we don't want to be locked in a moment that isn't going to serve. They've, they've gone past that. We want to do that with them. If Mary Beth were to treat her parents in her heart and in her gut the way with the limitations of how they behaved, even with all the love that was there, they would have been robbing each other and themselves of this great collaboration. So like Carrie, you're making that choice and opening the door for that. And I'm told that if you're listening, and you're listening to this, if you're in body or out of body, if you're listening to this, it's because you're choosing this. You're, cho you're choosing for it to be open. Take a deep breath. And let's just do our little mantra. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. Let's include our own in there. We wear it and we acknowledge it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. And we're all dancing with it. We're all dancing with it. So when we open up our hearts beyond the physical limitations of what our parents or loved ones did not willingly want to participate in and give us, we honor them in the highest soul way. In the same way you're honoring your daughter, Michaela, with the highest knowing of her intention, and she has your full trust. And when you're in body, you give advice to your kid, and your parents tell you this and that, and sometimes we have to, this is channeled, this isn't my opinion, but I have to say I agree, we have to figure out if we agree and figure out, you know, your parenting, and is this good, and should, should I tell them this? But it all comes down to collaboration and love and choosing and once they're out of body, it's our letting go of whatever ego-wise, well, you know, I was right about this. I mean, how many times Michaela jokes around and says, and sometimes not joking at all, how I wish I listened more, but you know what? We are collaborating now. We're on the same page now. I understand. My hard-headedness was talking about that individuality and where am I in the picture, and where I am in the picture is squished between you and dad and the grandma and with everybody and in divine light and expansion. But when you shine the flashlight and the stars from home, the way they shine down on us, when we send that light upwards vibrationally, they're right here next to us. It isn't like they're far away on a cloud, but vibrationally it's higher frequency. When we do that, when we recognize that recognition acknowledgement, just feeling that connection is the connection itself. I'm feeling the heaviness of the mind that wants to talk us out of everything and wants to hold on to, you slighted me and you said this and you should have done that, and the wagging the finger. And Michaela herself says, when your mother gets there, oh, please allow me one wag of the finger. And I might wait until after she processes and takes responsibility so that she can laugh because I know she'll look at me and not get it but I will hold her mom and I will hold her with the love that you have taught me. And she's crying to forgive myself for the things I did on earth that I wish I had done better at. And I will hold her and say, I might not have been insert expletive here like you were. And she's just yucking around and just saying, but you know what? In our unconsciousness, we hurt each other and we hurt those we love the most. 
even if somewhere inside her she thinks avoidance is the best way to deal, you know she's avoiding something so deep inside her. But when she goes out of body, as she processes whatever that is, she's going to need that holding and that love to know that she's okay and held. So all the holding that you want to give her that she doesn't allow, mom, we're like the grand trilogy. We're the support. We are the support and we will hold her like we are now and she will expand and love because it's inevitable. But when we choose, Michaela says, when we collaborate, and I see uh, Mirabeth's dad grinning with his big Cheshire cat handsome grin, and your mom, um, Mary Beth is nodding. Even out of body, she was unsure of herself. She wanted to make sure she did a good job because her behavior went so against her intention. She was so, it wasn't that she says she went beyond the anger, but then it was the realization. And it isn't so much selfish, but you realize whatever you withheld, you withheld from yourself. And that's part of the training out there that they do for people like us, her mom is saying. They tell us, you know what, you were not willingly withholding. You didn't know how to access. You didn't know how to really get the toolbox, open it up. And yet you're out of body here. You're choosing. And every day out there is choosing the same way. Will the shame of how you were back in the physical going to stand in the way of you helping your daughter now as she goes through this challenge? Hell no, says Mary Beth's mom, because that would be hell now, wouldn't it? She might be grieving her behavior and how she wished there was more reciprocity, but the recognition, and this will happen, Michaela says, for your mom as well, it, you know, every single thing that's been withholding, she's withheld from herself. Who in their right understanding, who in their right expansion would do that? It isn't willing, it's an unconsciousness. And so allowing for that space of consciousness, and isn't it quite a hoot? Mary Beth's mom wants to point out something really interesting that Mary Beth is embodied doing this with love to invite her in when she's the one out of body and she should be the one saying, well, I figured this out. It, the reciprocity goes both ways. As you know with Michaela and as you know now, as we, as we are talking about your mom in that vortex, we're all a big circle around her lifting her up in the manner that feels the most comfortable. And maybe with, Michaela says, a little extra flick, but everyone has free will. But we want to support them in the place of consciousness, not in our place of hurt. And when there are relationships that are this close, a parent, a child, you know, a spouse, a loved one, a partner, a, a sibling, there's so much there and our intention comes down to so much. And our, our intention is everything. Mary Beth, your mom wants to hear how you, and maybe you weren't even aware of when, but this shift of consciousness where she feels she is allowed as a collaborator as opposed to someone who had to be taken care of who didn't dance the dance. That consciousness has shifted, yes? Very recently. This is the first I've heard it spoken. Yeah. You you know, we, we we can't just, we have to be doing it here and now. It's coming in in real time. And we're sharing it. And I can feel, I, you know, I keep my eyes closed a lot so I can feel all the people gathering that are with you out there listening. 
and and what might trigger something or what might be something to trigger something for somebody else. There's an inclusiveness and an invitation. You've invited, Mary Beth, your mom, into your healing in ways that you might not have as an adult with how you had to deal with your mom when she was here. Of course, the love is there. But being able to lean back into that, is there a shift? Yes. One of the most uh, delightful experiences of feeling my mom with us as my mom healthy was when her granddaughter, my niece, graduated from college, I could feel my mom standing with me watching her. And it was so palpable and the pride and just the love. Um, I think that was a beginning of a shift and it was right in the middle of when I was being treated for, for the tumor. It was right in the middle. <laughs> so I think from then on, my mom had that aperture, but this is the first, and that was 2018. This is the first I've heard it, heard her express herself so much. Well, your father says she's always full of surprises, but you want to hear something lovely when we start hanging out together, which we do. Um, Michaela's standing right next to your mom and saying, there's nothing to be afraid of. We are fierce with our love. And that's one thing that, oh boy, did I just get like, woof. Um, there's a fierceness to it. There's a determination. And they don't want us to sit in the darkness at all, at all. And it's about releasing, and it's visceral, and it's energy. And we're in it all the time. And if you're listening, you know, part of the reason they had me do the timing of our little mantra there about protection and intention is I, I didn't know what your mom, Mary Beth, was planning she did and does, and we all have to be a part of it. You know, we're all asking for signs and looking for that expansion. If Michaela finds a June bug that she's going to come and have land on your head, it has to be, she likes June bugs, and they're effervescent, of course. It has to be good for the June bug. It can't take it away from its family or its flower or whatever it is June bugs need. It has to end up somewhere better. In other words, if it's used for expansion and love and healing, it has to be included in that. And it's so wonderful because, um, you know, when we talked to Mary Beth and, and about her, with her parents, her dad did more of the talking in that episode. And it's interesting because part of what was happening there, I realized, you know, when you're a little kid and you web your hands together so somebody can step in it and get a step up, so they can see over the fence. He was helping her mom do that so that she could share and be even more outside of her own trepidation of not being enough. And Michaela's laughing and laughing and saying, oh, do we worry about not being enough? You know, you watch scene after scene. Oh, I disappointed. Oh, I could have done all I could have. And she says, you know what? It's part of the learning curve. But we need to have a little humor and a lot of forgiveness and a lot of understanding that that is exactly why we came out, out, out from the bliss of out-of-body, in-body, because we can accelerate our healing and we have that illusion that we're screwing up or we're not doing it right. And, and the biggest thing, the illusion of separatism. And when you're back out of body, it's like she's saying, you know, she was so in the middle of everything that she really got to observe 
and and her own, she's laughing, an old-timey word, tomfoolery of thinking of what's so real, but what's underneath it is more real. It's it's really this expansive, expansive thing. And there was something in else. I just had um, Hector stop the recording because I kept hearing something from Michaela that was in response to something that her mom, Carrie, that you said, that included Mary Beth's parents who are here. And all of a sudden, all communication stopped. So we stopped the recording to take a minute, and that will happen, you know? And they're talking amongst themselves. And then I see that they took the break so they could all hug each other. Because they're just all having this shared experience that they want to tell us something. And whatever it is that came in, if it's important, she says she'll repeat it. But here's kind of morphed into something else. There's power in numbers. There's power in sharing. And love is contagious. When we get together on earth and talk about this thing, these things, our vibration goes up. You go to a group support meeting. You hug all of that. It goes up. They're out of body right now. They're doing it too. And what we're doing here is maintaining the space for reciprocity. So what they wanted to say and what's coming back, but with that codicil at the beginning, is that we try so hard for the signs and they are hugging us and maybe we're not feeling it yet. And did it ever cross our minds that maybe some of us, especially kids out there, need to learn how to do it because they've been in body and they've been doing the body thing? And maybe it's understanding that it's full collaboration with everyone, that they're learning along with us, and it's allowing, and it ain't about getting it right. And that's why the recognition of what I've lost the words for, they were celebrating, high-fiving each other. If you saw me high-five Michaela earlier, I was doing that up into the ether because she was high-fiving. It's the collaboration that we're all in it together and letting go of the angst and the pain and expanding with that love, and, and we don't have to be stuck in those moments, but it was the joy of the full collaboration that we don't have to be here anymore in that space. And for all of us, Michaela is saying, and your parents both are nodding, not just your dad, um, is that we're learning how to have heaven on earth. We are doing this here. The podcast, the books, there's so many people out there doing this, your purpose, our purpose, is about expanding and allowing heaven on earth and allowing the collaboration and the love to continue. And yeah, it isn't the way we want it because they, we want them to be in body. But as one young person said to her mom, um, and not Michaela, but years ago, said, when you get here, we want to be proud of everything you've done. Let's work together. Let's collaborate instead of you backing up into a corner and not breathing breathe with me. I still am energetic. I'm here. The breath is different. It's an energetic breath, but there's a correlation. Allow and collaborate. It heals them out there. It matters what we do. The other thing is that's really fun and that they want to make sure we always remember is that they don't bring their physical brain out there with them. I always get the vision of, you know, I'm from Massachusetts where that lovely Salem is and you picture at Halloween, the, the, the headless, whatever, the, the sleepy hollow where he has his head under his arm like a pumpkin. That isn't what they do. The, the physical brain is a wonderful tool, and, and we can use it well. It can outsmart us. It could protect us. It could do all kinds of wonderful things. But what holds all the memory is the soul. So even if the brain, like we talk about with dementia, which my mom had, 
um, boys, my, my dad too. And what I realized, and so many years ago, my dad transitioned in 88, and I realized really quickly, you know, like in the movie, but except not scary, he is back. One of the funniest, most clever, he was back. You know, so much that was hidden by the dementia and what he went through physically, he was back in his full vibrancy and in his humor. And it takes time for us when we, and I've talked about, I talk about this a lot, our vibration goes down while we're grieving. So we have to give ourselves some leeway, but when we're allowing ourselves to be on the same page, we can go in whatever way feels comfortable for us. We don't need to bang our heads against the wall to try and do better or faster. It's the allowing, it's the receiving. And isn't that what they're feeling when we look up and say, hey, I love you, they're receiving. And here's the deal. I can feel Mary Beth's parents now that she's been through this, this health challenge and she's doing incredibly well now and is completely healed. Her parents in a more healed position because they feel felt, they feel heard, they feel known. And her mother is saying, I can feel the responsibility of knowing that my love is constructive. And whatever held me back in fear is no longer a part of me. And I held that even after I went out of body. It was my daughter allowing and trusting me as I was learning to trust myself. And Michaela says, Mom, weren't you doing that? It's like, yeah, I would have made different decisions maybe here or there. But you decided to trust in whatever wisdom I have and whatever went down here and out of body to allow you to know me beyond the things I had done or said. We're allowing the expansion. And when you allow that for me and when you allow, when Mary Beth allows that with her parents to be expanded, we're doing the life review. We're processing. We're forgiving ourselves for learning what people taught us and, and whatever which way, whether we're the kid or the parent, whatever it is, allowing our souls to recognize the intention. Notice what's going on in your stomach when we talk about it. Notice what's going on in your heart. Take a deep breath and just let it out. Because whatever the action is, and we have a lot of action, let's go to the intention. And the intention is love. And we might have a lot of grief to get through or hold on to or part with or feel rain down on us or share. But when we're sharing and we allow and, and we carry on and cry, the vibration goes up. And what's really in front of us, Michaela says, is the collaboration that doesn't change the past of what happened on the earth plane. But I get to grow with you into my adult life and be that person with you and share. I can be your friend, your sister, but number one, I'm your daughter and God, I need you, mom. And right now, Mary Beth, your mom is behind you and wrapped around you and hugging and saying, I need my daughter and you're allowing me. Hear how gently, almost trepidatious, but so gentle waiting for your lead because you took the lead. I'm learning how to love without hesitation because of the damage that I had been through. When we hold the space for the full soul, we learn how to help each other, but we learn how to help ourselves. Michaela says she's forgiven herself some of what she perceives to be maybe lacks in judgment in the physical plane, 
She doesn't want to stand in that place. She doesn't want to be that person. I learned from it. Let the learning be something I can share and something we become better for, not worse, because this is where we are now. And if we're going to cut off our nose to spite our face, it's going to be really hard to kiss each other and hug each other. So let's not do that. And she can talk about it because she knows that everyone here, everyone who is tuning in right now knows exactly what she's saying. If you're here right now, in whatever time period you're listening to this, whether it's right away and it comes out or a year later or 20 years later, or your friend tells you in some other way, you're inviting this in. You are welcome to the party. You are part of this and they are with you and you're already collaborating. Take a breath and let the body know that. Take a breath and know that the soul knows that. Let your mind relax with it because you're taking responsibility to choose love. You don't need to know how to do it. You can look up and ask for help. And that's a continuation of what we talked about with Mary Beth, allowing the help to come in and trusting our loved one's intention. Michaela says, you trust my intention, even though I made young person decisions that I wouldn't make again. But you trust me and my process and love me in spite of and maybe even extra because of, that's personal and it's all part of it. You don't love me any less because of my foibles, but how beautiful that we can take those moments and I'm not stuck with them sitting here, you know, sitting on my cloud and I really are wanting, you know, I get to really explain to you and, and have you feel not so much, oh, I wish I did that, but, but that I see it. And I don't want to be stuck in that place of mistake or feeling like that. And that's what you carry to your mom of not holding her in that place that she will look at like Michaela did of some moments, wishing that she could have been beyond those. We're collaborating. We are the part of heaven because heaven now is a reflection back and forth. We are in full collaboration. And if you're hearing this, you know, this stuff, the way they come into us, they're not allowed to steal our growth. They want it to be the right time and place organically. So if something big is happening for you now as you hear that, great. If it isn't, the expansion is there because you are aligned with the highest intention. You are made up of love. That's why you came here to express it in a way that out there, we don't have the illusion of limitation. And, and believe me, when you're here in body and threatened with health or not being able to take care of somebody you love, it, it doesn't feel like an illusion. It really feels like a limitation. So who will we be? And when people go back home, they recognize, oh, it's a journey so that we can grow closer and love more. If we hold each other in those places, and Mary Beth's mom is nodding up and down. If we hold each other in those places, it's hard for them. And if we hold ourselves in such places, it's it's hard. You know, it's 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 so reciprocal. So when we allow ourselves to let go of what we're mad at ourselves about and realize that it's our intention to love, even if the patterning brought in things that we didn't respect or love in others. When we love and respect the ones we love, and maybe not the dysfunction that was taught, 
we're able to forgive all. And Mary Beth, your mom is saying, yeah, this is part of the healing that she wants. And that's why, you know, you were you you asked to come in and see if you want to share with this because Michaela and your mom have an agenda to show people, but also for you and for them and for everyone involved right now, but also to be an example of, this is how it happens on a breath. This is how we let go of the last piece of trepidation and fear. Oh, yes, I am all that. And it isn't about ego. It's about God and expansion. And Michaela cannot imagine what it must be like for some other kids who think, who literally think that their parents are still mad at them, you know? And, and again, it isn't like our, our kids are not suffering with the illusion of separateness. They're with you and they know. But when you collaborate, even if you're hurt, even if you're tired, and even if you, even if you can't, even if everything is shut down and you can't, coming back to what Kerry downloaded, an inkling, a feeling, a perception of not even owning it, Thinking about the collaboration, the connection. The connection is the connection. Your loved ones know that you're collaborating because you're listening to this. You didn't shut it off already. You're listening to this. This is everyone's invitation. And Michaela, I am once again so blown away. And, and right now, she and Mary Beth's mom are hugging each other. Now... You need to know that Hector and Mary Beth and Harry and I are sitting together in a room, and Perry is doing it from her home. And um, Perry and Johnny, who you've met through the podcast, and Mary Beth and Hector have not met each other in the physical yet. And look at the intimacy and love, but it's almost like it makes it easier to share with everybody. The fact that it's kind of faceless and not a TV show or a Zoom, the fact that all this is going on it's inclusive of every face when you close your eyes and you think of them right now. We're inviting them in to let your grief go. And whether you're old or young or a parent or the kid, Michaela's inviting you in. We're all inviting you in. We're invited in to allow this expansion, even though we don't know how to do it. You know, it's really funny because some people think that me, Marilyn, have, I have things figured out because I could channel. To me, it's a lovely cheat sheet because I can't really, you know, I, I'm a regular human. And if you know me, which people do, I'm trying to figure it out like everyone else. And I'm learning along with you and expanding along with you. And you know what came in really beautifully recently? Divine consciousness is doing the same. As we expand as we love, as we join in in the knowingness that, yeah, we have our personalities and we have our choices and our quirks and our, our surprises we can do with people and, and whimsy and magic. We're all connected and we're all one. And as we kind of allow ourselves into that, the energy shift and we're allowed in. How is all this feeling, lady? That's what I was thinking. What a beautiful collaboration. I thank you all for allowing me to be a part of it. We're, we're doing it together. One, one time, uh, you know, when, when um, you know, we talked about in the podcast with Mary Beth about how she came in as editor um, for the book I was working on. And um, then when push come, came to shove and I started working with um, 
you know, and, and with Mary Beth's help, of course, too, and, and getting the book out there. Wayne Dyer, who I never met personally, but I channel him for my agent and he were good friends and he comes in and channels for other people. He came in and he started teaching me how to be a little bit disciplined, you know, sit in the same place to write and I write longhand. And, and he was teaching me how to do, you know, how, how, to, how to go about it. But he said something really important that everyone out there, Michaela and your best parents and, and kids and everybody else who's gathered a lot, of, the room is thick with souls just hanging out with us. Um, yeah, now I'll forget what it is, right? Because <laughs> I'm busy listening. So Wayne Dyer, Wayne Dyer, Wayne just laughed and he says, um, I forgot what I was saying and I stopped for a minute. And I said, what was he about to say? And, and Mary Beth just said, Wayne Dyer. And he, he grinned at her now and said, thank you. It didn't make, because he was going to have to backtrack and now he doesn't have to because you, you did it for him. He looked at me and he said, if you wait until you figure things out, you're not going to be able to write anything. The reason people resonated with my books is I was learning with them. I'm growing with them. And if you think you're going to be perfect and know what it is before you share, yeah, we've been taught that we should share what we know So because we don't want to teach teach people that, you know, we don't want to send them astray. We want to be really sure about what we're telling them, that it's truth. But we're immersed in that truth. And he was letting me know that just the intention, but being one with your audience and growing and learning with is really what it's all about. And I didn't have to worry about knowing everything. And at times, my, my wonderful husband, Harry, when I get, you know, when I'm on the hamster wheel and going in circles, he will actually tell me to go read my book because something came through that I really could use. And I absolutely have forgotten it. So Wayne Dyer is joking and he's, he wants to share one of the jokes we have around here that our ghostwriters are real ghosts as opposed to a ghostwriter with a pen. But, um, but aren't they the best in terms of the intention? So it isn't about the book and it isn't about, it's all about expansion and love and everyone opening up and wanting to share the joy and the understanding the way you are, Carrie, with your mom, that Michaela is allowing that, you know, Mary Beth can do with, with her parents' love coming in and that exchange is allowing her mother to have the confidence to expand and she's just bursting with joy. And, it, and it's so reciprocal. It's so reciprocal. So if you're out there worried about getting it right, that's the mind pattern on the head because you learned well, whatever they were teaching you, because yeah, that's a pattern. Now it's about the heart. Your, your mind knows what to do. Don't worry about it. Allow yourself to ride the wave with the loved ones in body and out of body. And blow into the sails, carry the way you do with your mom, for the love for her sails to be going to inclusiveness of her heart and her intention, because that will help Michaela when she gets home. Oh boy, will it. There are practical reasons, but isn't it about love? And it's always about humor, too, because they want to crack us up, because it, it could be heavy at times, but the lightness, all of this is about love and about light. How are you feeling, Mary Beth? Love and light and <laughs> yeah, this is wonderful. It's it's fun. Sometimes it's um, I know I talk a lot, but when they're channeling through me and with me, sometimes it's it's beyond the words. And if you're listening, you know that. And and Michaela is saying that the connection that 
her mom, Carrie, can talk and talk and talk, but until you feel that wave, and Marilyn can yak and yak, but take a deep breath and allow yourself to receive and allow yourself to feel because this is our birthright and our soul right, whether we're in body or out of body. And when we're in body, that great thinker is there and we want to, you know, we're, we're told that we need proof and we're told that we need this and that. Your heart, can you see love? Does it walk up to you and smack you and say hello? Sure it does. But can you see it walking? Maybe embodied as a person or an animal or, or divine. But everything that really guides us is, is what is not as tangible. The most tangible is the tangible. And so Michaela wants to celebrate that she and her mom are sharing the most tangible, even though it might be out of sight for some people, but isn't the beauty to share. Because when we have something so delicious, so sweet and juicy, so elevating, don't we want to share it? And so that's what we're doing right now. So I want to thank everybody out of body and everybody in body. And would anyone like to share anything as we're thanking everybody? Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Marilyn. Oh, well, thank Michaela, thank your parents, thank everyone out there for the support. And if you're out there listening, take a breath. You are protected. Thank whoever it is, even though it might be difficult. Thank yourself for surviving whatever it is, though it might be difficult. But think about what the heart wants and think about that we came here for the illusion of being separate. But before we came in, it was all about love. And, and if there are boundaries we have, maybe that's how we can allow the love in a safe manner. We have to do allow the mind to help you in the ways we don't want to just go out there and, and you know, run around willy-nilly. Who said? That must have been an old-timer out there. At any rate, it's, it's about direction, but not worrying about the direction. Because the intention is the love. The intention is the heart. And isn't that how we're all forgiven and forgive ourselves? for our growth, because sometimes these hurdles are, are what we need for the growth to happen, though we wouldn't choose them. Allowing ourselves and forgiving ourselves is one way to expand, raise our vibration along with the peace and the love and the joy. And that's one way we can prove to ourselves and our loved ones that though they are past, they are present, and we're helping each other, collaborating with each other, and Michaela says, loving each other, and that love just emanates out in every direction and is contagious. And there, there it is. So thank you, Carrie, thank you for this beautiful collaboration, and I'm just so honored to be allowed to be part of it. Thank you so much. That's exactly how I feel as well, so thank you to all of you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. It's all about love and always to be continued. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at MarilynCapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present.
We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.